This episode of the Roth Waffle Podcast is brought to you by SoundCloud and SoundCloud for Podcasts. SoundCloud is a great way to promote your podcast and you should share it on your own site and social networks. It easily aggregates to iTunes and still uses the HTML5 SoundCloud web player. Welcome to the Raffle Waffle Podcast, Episode Five with Brian Kimmett. Brian Kimmett's an actor. He's been in a, he's been in Flags of Our Fathers, uh, Crossing Jordan. Uh, he's done, also done some commercial work. We talked to him about Adrian Peterson and the uh, the Verizon commercial. Yeah, the, 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 uh, it's the commercial where his girlfriend becomes uh, Adrian Peterson, and he does a little like nose scrunch, which he even talks about why he did the nose scrunch. You know? yeah, yeah, and we we talked to him about uh, how he got into acting and. Uh, the potential projects he's doing, he's kind of had some yeah, NDAs, non-disclosure agreements with that. Uh, because, yeah, because Brian is uh, mainly known for his role on The Morning After on Hulu. Um, but he left and has some really cool projects, like you know, video games and other television shows. But uh, um, great guy. Brian's yeah. awesome. Uh, if you like Clint Eastwood and uh, Henry Winkler stories, uh, give this podcast a whirl. And uh, we also talk about severing off little puppy arms. So... Episode 5 with Brian Kimmett. Hi, Brian. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing good. Um, actually, well, uh, actually, I'll, I'll be honest, because um, I, I, I work a lot of jobs. I'm in a weird funky mood right now, because I, I, I just shot some, I just helped I did a show on Discovery Channel about two hours ago. Uh-huh. And, um... We had to amputate a little puppy's little arm, so. <laughs> you just yeah. cut off a puppy's arm? Well, I, I didn't. A doctor did, but. <laughs> we are done here, sir. We are done here. But, but I, I, was, uh, I was helping uh, PA on set, and we were supposed to show up and shoot something totally different, and it fell through the cracks, and they're like, well, we could, you know, amputate a little puppy's arm, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How is that your go-to? How's that the backup? You know what we could do? I got something. Follow me here. Yeah. <laughs> Come with the, the dark corners of my office. What? Yeah, it's like they didn't even need to. <laughs> I know. It's like, well, what's wrong with the puppy? Oh, nothing. You know, we're just going to cough too Too many arms. He's got four of them, so uh. we can do this three or four times if we mess it up. <laughs> Wait. But other than that, I'm in a good mood, but yeah, a little, little funky. <laughs> How could you, you be? That's wild, man. Yeah. What, what are you doing after this? I'm scared to ask. <laughs> Brian, uh, I guess let's start from the beginning. What kind of drew you to acting? You know, I I, I remember uh, it was it was it was in first grade, my friends. Um, no, literally first grade. I, I had been out sick for a couple days, and I came back, and all the kids are now calling me Ralph and snickering, and I, with tears in my eyes, went to the teacher and said, Mrs. Kentis, they're all calling me Ralph, and I don't know why. I spoke just like that. My voice had already broken, so it was cool. Um, <laughs> and she said, well, we've, we've, we've cast the first grade play, The Rabbits Who Wanted Red Wings. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, and there was, she said, and there's Honey Bunny, and there's Sunny Bunny, and there's Funny Bunny, and there's Ralph Bunny. And you will be Ralph Bunny, and that was my first entree onto stage, and I uh, I loved it. I just had a great time. I was I was what I was six. Yeah, great time at six. But it was really really cool, and that just led to you know we did forensics at school, so there was more performing and on stage, and I liked the attention, and I was a bit of a class clown, so this was the good kind of attention as opposed to the bad, you know. And that just it just kind of kept going, one thing to the next, and doing plays at school, and doing plays in community theater, and. Wait. So, did you did you audition for for Ralph or was or you, were no? You, it, was, it was a straight offer, which was oh, you know. So you you were just drafted. You're Shanghai into the role. Straight in. I, I I just leaped all that going through the audition process. If I'm not offered the job, if you don't go straight to my people, we we don't have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> That's the way to make it. Yeah. No. It was. Yes. It was. You're you're absolutely right. It's more of a Shanghai job, but mm. it was great. To this day, I love dressing up in. Uh, full-body bunny suits <laughs> yeah well actually okay because you mentioned a bit of the class clown and this uh i was looking at your website and this fascinated me uh because you mentioned under some of your skills you mentioned clowning like as yeah. a legitimate skill and i know i mean i don't know much about the clown world uh, mm-hmm. but i do know that some people take it very seriously and yes. they invest a lot of time and effort yes. into their 
playing. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a character or what. Like, did did they take you through that? Uh, I, uh, with anything that I do, I don't invest myself fully. <laughs> it's it's part of my thing. No, um, a, a couple times um, throughout my training, as it were, I went to, to college for theater in, in Chicago at, uh, at DePaul University. And uh, one of the first days, uh, plays I did there in my first year, there was this stage manager role and it was it was a straight clown role it was all physical comedy and that sort of stuff and he brought in an, <clears throat> an alumni from DePaul who had gone through clown school at Ringling Brothers and was a legitimate full-on clown and so got to work with her and develop that character for what it was um and I've always been a big fan of uh, of Chaplin and Buster Keaton yeah, and, yeah, and all like of that. those guys, and that is, I think, legitimate. Is is clown is, um, and so then Steve Smith, who started Ringling Brothers uh, Clown School, had come and did a workshop with us in our fourth year, and he pulled me aside after and was like, "You really have, you know, a, you have a talent for this." And well, hell yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, which was amazing. I was like, "I'm going, I'm joining the circus." Yeah. <laughs> And, and literally, I, I started uh, outside of Nor uh, up in Evanston, outside of Northwestern. I don't think it's connected to Northwestern. There was a, a circus arts group, and so started training up there and fooling around. I had been a gymnast and a diver as a kid, so okay, I've got wow. that physical stuff. Is there other ways into the circus and that? And I had just seen uh, Cirque du Soleil for the first time earlier that year, and was blown away. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I guess I will join the circus. Absolutely. So yeah, for a while I was I was working at it. It wasn't full commitment mm -hmm. as I was still pursuing other things. And mm -hmm. uh, it so happened that upon graduating, I pulled out to LA and started focusing on the TV and film stuff that it started to move. But yeah. Was, yeah. There, was there anything in the trading that just kind of blew you away? We were like, oh, this this is a whole another facet of, of the clown world that has been <laughs> yeah. revealed unto me. <laughs> It was, and I find this with with kind of everything. Um, it was that it all it all comes back to honesty. Uh, that, mm -hmm. that really great clowning is watching someone really struggle, mm -hmm. and them being really honest about it. That that's what's that there's that that, that there's the joy in that. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so it was yeah. like, oh, okay. It's not just ha 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 and do funny things and make funny faces and trip. It's really really uh genuinely need to get to that apple and you keep stumbling over that chair on the way there mm -hmm. yeah. that's what's great and funny is that honesty yeah wow. well, what, yeah. What, what was like i guess your your favorite moment of doing that well like that clown era oh boy that first show sticks with me the most i mean the rest of it it was Working with Steve was was awesome for you know the two days that I got to work with him over that that intensive, uh, but getting to do that show in that first year was was pretty great because I I opened the show and took the stage myself and this was my first show in college in a yeah. the three hundred seat theater and you know what I mean from doing the Parish Activity Center with the Community Theater back in Ann Arbor now, now I was on stage in Chicago and uh, had nothing but a whistle was the only way I could communicate. Oh wow. Yeah, that was the only, you know, it was cool. <laughs> it was just a blast. It's just so much, so much fun. Well, we'll, we'll go into that real quick. You said it was very like, extensive. Like, I, how was that? Like, just describe that, his extensive class. Like, what would he make you do? Oh, I'm sorry, not extensive, intensive. intensive. So as in okay. a, a lot of stuff in a very short amount of time. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but it was, about, it was about communicating physically, and so we're going to have this simple story of, oh, and I can't even remember what it was for all that it made an impression on me. Um... I don't even uh, remember what it was, but it was a simple exchange between two people. And then there was another one where it was you getting something out of the cupboard and you're struggling with the cupboard. And so it, it, it pulls on mime and it pulls on uh, physicality, a little commedia dell'art kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, was that, that a lot of actor jargon. Yeah. <laughs> was, was that before or after your, because you did a bit of improv as well, correct? Yeah, at DePaul, they start right off the first year, and then they return to it, and the fourth year is is Spolin Improv. Mm -hmm. um, Viola Spolin's kind of the mother of improv. She, she developed all these games uh, for, for kids, really, theater for children. Mm -hmm. um, but they're all about staying focused on this moment and the relationships in between. Um, and it's not sort of the ha-ha the funny of, of Second City yeah. or Brownlings or those sort of um, comedy improv, all of which branched out of there. And the uh, Spolin and then her son Todd. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, 
<laughs> like, uh, how dare you? <laughs> I'm about to butcher a name. Um, <laughs> but so we did a lot of that improv. It was great. I had had little to no formal training beyond, you know, before getting to college. And so this was a wonderful way in because it's always about play. It's always about staying spontaneous in that moment. And so you're not getting caught up in in the heady stuff or the character decisions and choices that you've made. Um, throughout the training there at DePaul, we got introduced to Meisner, we got introduced to Stanislavski, and got introduced to all of these other approaches. But I'm so grateful that we started with Spolin, that we started with playing and being present there with the other person and the thing that you want. And it's it's a lot of those basics, but again, it's rooted in, in play. Yeah. And that's what keeps the job fun, because a lot of the times the job can be not fun, <laughs> as I've discovered in this business. And so being able to always know how to hook in to, okay, but this is... It's a whole lot of hurry up and wait, and I got to go through this and deal with this agent or producers or da 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 da, da and all of this audition process. But somewhere in there, I get my my minute or two mm-hmm. to just fun, play. yeah, to just just have fun. And if I've done all my homework, then that fun can be really really great, and hopefully, be the kind of fun they're looking to have. Well, I guess with like with all your past experience and your upbringing, mm-hmm. how would you describe your acting style then? Oof, um. I like to think that I bring that. I'd like to think that I bring that to it. Um, that was with all of those those different uh, techniques or approaches or uh, that we had, that I've been introduced to both at DePaul and then after as I continue to find new training and, and new you know um, approaches. You find that with each job, you figure out which tool you need to pull out of the bag. And so I'm just trying to make the, you know the biggest tool set I've got. And that that's part of that fun as well, at least in the, in the preparation, is figuring out which is the tool for this job. Mm-hmm. And that can be this whole role, this can be this episode, it can be this moment, that, that turn that they make right there, that emotional turn or whatever. Or this joke. This one is a slow burn joke. Nope, this one is a turn on the dime joke. Or, you know, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you just figure out your own, your own process. And I think that that is like an ongoing part of my job is just to, to hone my process and figure out how to do it as, as well and as quickly and as effortlessly as I can. Well, you were just talking about like, you know, talking to, like, to producers and agents, I guess, you know, because the reason we want to talk to you is because the morning after, how did you get that mm-hmm. job? Like, how did that happen? That, uh, as many things happen in this business, I was somebody that I've known for a long time. Uh, a oh, cool. friend of mine was the producer on it and said, hey, I'm doing this, uh, this web series. Would you come in and audition? I was like, Sure, why not? What the heck? <laughs> and had no idea what it was. It was yeah. this. You no, know, it was just a web series, and this was a couple of years ago. And sure, as we both know, you know the uh, the web is is changing how you know information and entertainment and gets out there and how we're viewing things. And but it was still a, a little early on, at least for me and me jumping in. So I was like, web series, all right, yeah. whatever. And uh, they had me write up some stuff, gave me a couple things like. You know, write your why you love or hate any of these five things, and just had a blast doing it. And I'm a big TV and film junkie, so it was easy to do. Cool. Well, well, and it went great, and then just snowballed, and then then it was like, oh, this is going to be on oh on Hulu. Oh, that I've heard of. I've yeah. heard of that. <laughs> That's all, you know? Oh. <laughs> and it just uh, yeah, it took off, and it was oh man, what a blast. Oh yeah. Well, how was uh, Ginger? Because she's hot. Ginger. <laughs> Ginger, Ginger is hot, a <laughs> and hilarious. Um, awesome. She she was such a joy to work with, and she uh, is and will continue to be uh, uh, a great friend. And I was talking to her earlier, and it's just struck. I'm like, I'm so glad we became such great friends. And the show required it. I mean, they shoot the night before. They have a team of writers that all watch, you know, the East Coast feed of television and develop that material boom right there as they're watching it. And I got to sit in as a writer a couple of times. It was like, oh man, this is hard with you guys. I just read off a box an hour from now, but you guys work. Uh, but they were amazing and, and because it's such a quick turnaround and five days a week and new material every day. Yeah. I remember before we started it going, oof this is going to be tough because if there's rotten apple in the bunch, Mm -hmm. this thing can go off the rails really fast. We're all going to work together a lot in very tight circumstances. Um, But me and Ginger just hit a groove right out of the gate and just cracked each other up and had a great time doing it. And thank, thank God. But, but for that, what was the schedule? Because it was Monday through Friday, correct? Or Sunday through Thursday? 
Sunday through Thursday because we're shooting the night before. Yeah. Uh, so I my call was you know roughly about seven p.m., mm-hmm. which was rad because I'm still auditioning and do other things and keep going about my actory day. Yeah. And then uh, come in and have a bite to eat and look over what they had put together and um, go through hair and makeup and get on set and we'd blast through it. We turn on the cameras for an hour mm-hmm. and I would go home two to three hours after I got there. That's awesome. <laughs> It was a cush job. It was great. And uh, as we kind of learned each other and we're finding our groove, you know, the, the show in that first, uh, it's been going a little over a year and a half now, evolved a little bit and we found the room to have more fun. And so, uh, but yeah, Ginger and I got more chance to write and throw our own stuff in there. And mm-hmm. it became, uh, we were getting, it was pretty, it was pretty well-oiled machine. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah. Did you, because um, you, you've been in, you know, movies, TV, and you know web series uh did you have you noticed that that it's a bit more fluid with web series like because of course uh well i guess this is more of the writer's side but you know with with movies and tv you're always getting studio notes and stuff mm-hmm. was did you have that feeling of uh the the hulu gods are are looking down <laughs> on us so we can't upset them or was it or is it pretty pretty open yeah they it became pretty open uh, early on. We did we did a couple of pilots for Hulu specifically. Here's the idea of the show. Here's how one might go. And then we got a bunch of notes back from them. And then we did a full week of just test shoots. So can we can we keep up with this schedule and turn in a show on time five days a week? Mm-hmm. And got more notes about that. And then we did an, another week of that. So we did two live uh, January of last year. Uh, and they had a lot of notes. They had even notes as those those first couple months, but it was it was tweaks and polishes and don't wear that color and yeah. let's let's stay away from that kind of thing or this kind of thing. But nothing major. And then it was once we kind of felt like yeah we found a good groove. It was off and running. Um, and they would from there on out. It was just we love the show and that's great. And oh, when we, you know we stumbled upon doing the dubs, the voice dubs over the trailers and whatnot. They were like that's great. We love it. Yeah, they yeah. were. Super, super supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one of, you know, the first original programming that they, you know, that they had brought on. Yeah, because now there's um, Toby Miley, the, the, one of the guys we talked to. He's on a show now on Hulu. Um, text from, like, My Future Self. It's a Hulu original series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, like, one of the main characters in that, too. Like, it's just, it's, and I know there's something else, too. Like, there's some British, like, ridiculous, like, teen sitcom that's on Hulu now. I'm like, that's so weird. Like, they have original programming now. Like, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. They are a network. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's rad. It's, you know, it's a, it's a whole new outlet, and we're seeing it from from a number of other platforms, Hulu and, and other online platforms. They're really, really building their content, which is really an exciting time to be in the business because there's a lot of people out there like, send us whatever you have. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was you know, a part of the decision of moving on is to be able to focus on some of the things I'm trying to put together and take advantage of those those things. So we will see. Yeah, well, yeah, so um, can, can you talk about that? Like, what do you work on? <laughs> uh, I'm right in that window. I would love to be able to tell you guys something. Um, but I'm, I'm in that window, and I'm a superstitious guy that I don't want oh, to totally. do anything. And there's some things that I'm not allowed to talk about that, you know, you sign in down disclosure sort of a thing. Yeah. But uh, soon, soon. Yeah. I will well, happily great, come back guys. and do another podcast yeah. and tell you all about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in lieu of the, uh, the future stuff, uh, yeah. looking back at the, the past stuff, you were on, you had a role on Flags for Our Fathers, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, how how was that? Did, did you was was uh, Clint Eastwood on set much? Like, did did he have direct contact with you, or were you just kind yeah, of? No, he was on set all the time, and always had this empty chair. He kept talking to it was the yeah. weird thing. No, <laughs> as, as 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 we're preparing for this, I was like, oh, this this RNC couldn't have gone any better. Like, I'm so excited. Like, we're gonna talk about this on Raffle Waffle. I know we are. Yeah. <laughs> He uh, now he was amazing. This was you know a number of years ago. He was he was seventy seven ish at the time, mm. um, and we shot in Iceland um, because it, you know the story of Iwo Jima. It's a, Iwo Jima was a, a black sands island, it's a volcanic yeah. island, and so I had to find another one, and that leaves you with Hawaii or Iceland. Mm. Um, so we were in stayed in Reykjavik. I'm sorry, I unplugged my computer and I have to plug it back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have power. 
Um, so yeah, went to went to Iceland for a couple weeks and got to work with them. And uh, he's amazing. He uh, what they say is true. The one take thing. Yeah. There was sometimes you did not. He was he was filming the rehearsal, and you'd he'd be like, let's uh, all right, let's well, let's walk through it, and you'd go through it, and you'd be like, great, we got it. Wait, what? <laughs> we did what? Um, but it's it's like he has that entire movie. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly where he what what he want where he wants to go, what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would we would do pages upon pages. Never do more than an eight hour day. Wow. And we're talking wow. what talking eight back- hour day, <laughs> eight hour day, wow. huge battle sequences on top of a mountain with. A huge crew, a huge uh, cast, because we've got now we've got soldiers from Iceland, we've got American soldiers stationed in Iceland, we've got the all the you know the principal actors, we've got uh, Japanese extras because we're shooting at them too. You know, there's there's language barriers. There were so many reasons that we should have been able to do a page a day, doing sixteen hour days, and everybody should have been screaming and yelling, and never. Nobody raised a voice. These people have been working because he he's kept the same team for yeah. 20, 25 years. And they work like it's like telepathy. Nobody's yelling. Everybody's where they need to be, when they need that's, to be. They're banging it out. Just super duper professional. Uh, and it was one of like my first features. And I was like, and I'm ruined. I will yeah. never work a set that. <laughs> Yeah, you're just looking at your watch like, guys, we, we've been here for uh, eight hours. Well, we, should, right. we should, yeah, let's wrap this up. Come on. Done, right? Let's uh, let's go drinking, right? Yeah. But it, and, and it's wonderful because he, he's been doing this long enough, and what's great about him is he has an inherent trust for everybody that he's working with. He, he's brought you on because he, he knows you can do it, and so he's going to trust you to do your job. And uh, as, you know, he was as an actor first, he, he knows your process is your process, so... You've read the scene. You know what's going on. The direction was little to none. Mm-hmm. Wow. Be like, okay, so this is the scene uh, where, yeah, you guys go that way, and you you say you say whatever you're gonna say, and uh, yeah, let's try it. That was direction. That wow, yeah. word for word, direction. You go that way. You say what your lines, and uh, yeah, we'll get it. We'll be great. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, because yeah. uh, I, th- I think I've said this in another podcast before, but I've the the sets that I've worked on, it's pretty much the same people. But it's constantly changing, and it was like my first ever films I worked on was Dear John with Channing Tatum and Amanda Seedfried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did not see it myself. Um, <laughs> but let I me remember... tell you, it's a masterpiece. Oh, was it? Oh, was it? <laughs> his, his his abs are a masterpiece. Yeah. Oh, Thomas. Yes. <laughs> but um, actual before I get to that, just to talk about the awfulness on set, um, Amanda Seedfried uh, had an assistant that would walk around with her with an umbrella wherever she went. So that was an awful taste in everyone's mouth. But That's the definition of success. When I have an umbrella person, yes. I know I've arrived. With, with a full-time salary. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. can, I, can I sign up for that job? You, yeah. you think I can clown. You should see me hold an umbrella, y'all. <laughs> but I remember my first day, I had no idea that you would show up at 5 o'clock in the morning and then leave around like 1 or 2 that night. Right. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I of this course is what like, show supposed to be like. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, no, I stuck through it. But yeah, like, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, Eight hours. That's really incredible. <laughs> and that, I mean, that first day on set, I mean, because of that, you're not used to that sort of just trust. Just we, yeah, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Especially, I'm about to work with Clint Eastwood. Oh my god, and I'm gonna gain so much and all this stuff. And that first day, he told us, told me nothing. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? He barely talked to me. It was like Boots, which is my character name. I'm like, yes, here. And that was about the much exchanges we had. Wow. And everybody had said, like, yeah, if you do more than two takes, something's gone wrong. It was like, oh, okay. And the first take that I was in, we did four. And I was petrified. I was sure yeah. I was the one. <laughs> He's going to kill me. Yes, yeah. going to die. This is it. I'm going to be home. This is going to go. And went home, like, nauseous, mm-hmm. sick to my stomach in the van ride back. But then each day was just like, oh, we're just, we're playing again. Mm-hmm. Here we are, we're playing war. And it, you know, we were telling a very serious story about some serious things, but we just, you know, came to work and did our jobs. And the, the, the big, my big scene uh, in all of the five collective minutes that I'm in that movie um, was I get shot. And the night before, the, the, the effects guy comes up to me and he was like, really surprised they're having you do the stunt. I was like, what, what, why? Why would you be surprised? He's like, well, I mean, 
we're going to put squibs. You get shot through the head. We're putting squibs. We're putting explosives on your head. <laughs> I was like, really? He was like, yeah, you just, hey, man, you make sure they give you earplugs tomorrow. Because with those things on the helmet, blow your ears right out. I was like, what? <laughs> get to set, right? So the next day I'm going to say, this is my big day with Clint. And uh, so the sound guy is wiring me up, and they're running a wire up my leg and up through, and the helmet with the explosives. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to get earplugs, right? You're going to give me earplugs? Huh? What? <laughs> right? Clint comes over and says, okay, so it's this huge elaborate thing where they've got machine gun squibs in the sand in front of me that are going to go off. And that's when the, the, the radio gets shot out of my hand and then I yell for it and then I get shot. And the, the guy's wiring me up before Clint comes over. He goes, you realize with this whole setup, you get one take. Don't blow it. I was like, <laughs> no pressure. No pressure, buddy. Thanks a lot. And sure enough, we did it and something went wrong with the squib. So with... The other thing. So that wasn't my fault. So we actually ended up doing two takes. Mm. Uh, but it, did it? It went perfect. And I had, he was telling me, like, I want it to happen right. You should be shot right when you're looking this way. So as you start to swing back, you have to get shot right at that moment, mm -hmm. which of course was not really up to me. And so I'm like, okay, okay, do it. And you just, then you just got to be dead because then you just got to fall. Then you're dead. You're dead. And I'm all in my head and freaking out and say the line and look over here. And then as I'm looking back and the thing goes off, and I remember going, that was it. It happened. Okay, don't blink. Fall down. Fall down. Hit the ground. And the guys were telling me after, they were like, it was amazing. You looked, you went completely dead in the eyes the second it went off. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. I Because I went directly in my head with, oh, my God, it happened. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Clint comes over to me, and I'm like, oh, my God. And he starts talking and says, da-da-da-da-da. And I have the earplugs in. And I couldn't hear what he was saying. And by the time I was able to be like, oh, hold on and get the earplugs out, he was already walking away. It's like whatever he had said, that was great. That was where you fucked that up. Never, we'll never work together. Yeah. Whatever those words of wisdom were, they were gone. I, yeah. I, I, actually, yeah. I, um, I had a similar experience where um, I, I always mispronounce his name, but I worked in a, uh, in a theater um, uh -huh. for a while. And once we had uh, Ellie Vissel. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna Zoom butcher type. his name. The the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the author of of Night, uh, Nobel Peace Prize winner. He, he was oh. he, he was the, the the guy that um was in Auschwitz when he was a when he was a child. Wow. And now he works for uh, he's Nobel Peace Prize winner. He does all this stuff about about you know peace and um, this that and the other. And he's mm -hmm. obviously a very old individual. And very, very small and very quiet. And so I was like, man, here's this guy. He's a, a Nobel Peace Prize winner. You know, and I'm, I'm the one that's having to hook him up and, you know, put his mic on and everything. And I had a little chance. And, you know, I asked him, I said, if, if there's, I asked him, I was like, what, what sort of advice do you have to give for uh -huh. this, that, and the other? I can't remember what my specific question was. But I remember he looked at me. <laughs> And he said something, but but, but he he was he's so quiet, and he has this this thick accent mm -hmm. that I had no idea what it was. And so after he, he says it, he gives me this kind of wise smile, and then kind of walks off. I'm like, well, I have I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. I am speaking oh. to a Nobel Peace Prize winner, wise wisest man on this one of the wisest men on this planet, and he uh, gave me a, a, a nugget of gold. Uh, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, Say it again. One more time. Yeah, just, just be like, oh, wait, excuse me? I, I, I didn't. Sorry, sorry. I, I zoned out there. I wasn't listening. <laughs> can, can you do that again? <laughs> I love it. I love it. What, 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 what happened uh, after that project? Was was that the morning after? What huh? happened after Flags? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Flags was like five, six years ago now. So no, there was uh, a period of more television and theater. And um, while I was, in fact, the, part of the reason that I got the audition for Flags was I was working at a theater in Los Angeles, the Actors Gang, which is a theater that Tim Robbins uh, started with his friends as he came out of UCLA. And so it's in its 30 plus year now. Uh, and one of my good friends that I was working with there, Matt Huffman, his mother, Phyllis Huffman, uh, was Clint's casting director for a very long time. So 
um, continue doing theater with the gang, and we did uh, uh, 1984, um, Orwell's 1984 in that next year, and then did some Shakespeare with them. And, well, yeah. yeah, writing off of the whole uh, kind of one-shot deal sort of thing, I remember when we were talking to, because you've done commercial work as well, you're in the, mm-hmm. the Verizon commercial. God, I love that commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is so funny, because like, I am not a sports person. Mm-hmm. And my roommate is like total like shut the fuck up the game's on coaches talking that kind of thing. Yeah. And when I told him I was like, Yeah, I'm talking to Brian what's the so from the Verizon commercial. Um and I explained it, he was like, Oh my god, that like we finally connected. I was like, We're connecting yeah. <laughs> He's like, I love that commercial. I'm like, I do too. Like <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but would we uh when we talked to the Toby, uh, Toby Miley, yeah. he he's done loads of commercials and he said that that can be a pretty stressful process as well because he was saying you know a lot of people have paid been paid a lot of money to create those exact words that you're going to say Mm -hmm. so don't screw it up (laughs) like was was that your experience with with commercial work where you're like okay well i've got yeah it's funny about commercial work because for the auditioning process um it's that's kind of one of the places where you can use the most improv. You kind of kind of judge it each mm. time. Sometimes it's like, yup, you do not change a goddamn word here. Um, and that's pretty clear because the side is written very well and it's very clear and it's very concise as writing for a good commercial is going to have to be. We got 15 to 30 seconds to get out what we need to get out. But it's, you also come to recognize the signs of when they say, like, feel, feel free. We're looking for improv skills, which means rewrite our script. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the in the audition process, you're you're bringing a lot of you know your ideas and uh, improv and play and just goof around and hope that they they like your stuff, which in that case they did. Uh, but I have found that on set, it's the director's chance to play, mm-hmm. depending on you know who's there and who the client is. You know the advertiser, you know the Verizon executives, are they standing over his shoulder and whatnot? But this is his chance to be like, okay, try this, try this, try this, try this. So I threw a couple of things out there, and we he and I had met. Um, before and he's a great dude uh the director of the commercial and so we try we did a couple takes and i threw some things out there but then it was he was like okay say it like this good now say this look at me when you're on this word look back when you're on this word okay good now do it and so it was just he was just adjusting it and tweaking it yeah. and tweaking it and tweaking it and i was just there as his tool just all right tell me what you do okay yeah yeah, yeah. try it like this and so i would like to say that the what ended up in the commercial of that little that little nose scrunch yeah. at the was my idea he he threw that thing out exactly. He goes, look over as you say, don't be silly. Look back as you say, Adrian, and look back to the phone on Adrian. Then look back to me after you say, Peterson, squint your nose. I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. I'd like to take credit for it. He told me exactly what to do and when to do it. And good job. And, and, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I am an ama- Not only am I a clown, I'm a great puppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But, but it was a. Uh, yeah, it was a tough, that was one of the toughest jobs. We did a screen test beforehand. They wanted to try out some, uh, uh, you know, the clothes and then all that jazz and makeup and whatnot. And so we're inside trying on the clothes, and then they would we would go outside to shoot them in real light because obviously it was going to be shot outside. And so we'd be inside in, you know, relatively you know lit room, but it's not the bright noon day. And then we would step outside and he would take my picture. And so we'd step outside and I'd be kind of squinting because we've been inside and we just came outside. Um, and we get a call later that day or the next day, like, does Brian have sensitive eye issues? <laughs> and we were like, like what? 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 <laughs> we're like, we kept squinting. Is that going to be an issue? Is he, can he open his eyes in the daylight? It's like, surprisingly i can they've given me a driver's license so i think but that became so now i'm super stressed out i was like i'm gonna get dropped from this job because i squinted because my eyes don't adjust fast enough for these people um is brian part mole (laughs) (laughs) i'm a hobbit Um, and so that's in my head and i was uh, this is a string of stories about how uh, neurotic i am and anxious um (laughs) this is great uh, so we get to set, and we're out in, in Palm Springs in a 92-degree heat day, and it is super sunny. Mm-hmm. And I spent all morning as the sun was coming up, which I'm staring at the sun. <laughs> I'm just staring at it. I am blind. <laughs> I, I will be blind if that would need to happen, because I am not going to squint. And it went all good as we did my stuff, and he was really close, but then they're shooting the longer shots from farther away. And so they're on the other side of the pool, but they have six-by-six six mirrors, not bounces, mm-hmm. mirrors. 
mirrors shining to light us. It's so it's just beams of black light on either side. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. And I was, I'm kind of squinting and they're calling action and they call stop. And I know that they're actually shooting her. They're not really on me necessarily, Mm -hmm. but I'm super concerned because I'm freely crying. I'm keeping my eyes open. (laughs) Tears are running (laughs) down my face. And this girl, the extra next to me is like, I don't know how you're doing it. She's got sunglasses on. And I'm just like, she starts crying too. Brian, stop it. <laughs> if you start, I'm going to start. <laughs> My heart goes out to you. Like, what? <laughs> but they would call cut and I'd be like, are you picking up my tears? Like, no, Brian, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> I am a man. You know? <laughs> I am a yeah, as, as I'm next to Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I'm cool, man. What's up? <laughs> yeah, sure, I'm about man. to squint my nose at you, bro. You know, I just, I just, I, I love the the image of just him showing up on set, like in his uniform, and and meanwhile you're just crying. Oh, hey, 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 bro. I'm such a big fan. <laughs> Welcome to Los Angeles. <laughs> he was awesome. He was such a cool dude and so laid back and. Has a, has a handshake like a vice grip. Oh, like, yeah, totally comes nice. in to shake your hand and it's all normal. And then right at the end, it's like he just wants to let you know, I can hold on to the ball. Because <laughs> he just he just crushes you for a second. And it's not like an ego thing. It doesn't come across as like, all right, badass, easy. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. just, I'm the guy with a firm handshake. Just I just happen to be an Adonis with superhuman strength. So, <laughs> But yeah, he was rad. And just... All day long, 92 degree heat. He is in full, full uniform and never, never once was like, all right, man, I need a break or anything. They're like, he's like, cool, put the helmet on. All right, man, we we need you to be soaking wet. Could you get in the pool? Yeah, sure. (laughs) We need you to dunk your head. Okay. (laughs) We need you to wrap this towel around your head. He's like, all right, I'm going to go practice. Yeah, go practice. He was, he was such a cool dude. Well, I just imagine the whole time he's like, ah, well, Beats getting tackled by a defensive end. So. (laughs) I don't have any 300-pound men taking me to the ground, so... No, yeah. uh, Actually, you go, you go first. I was going to say, uh, you also, on, on your website, talks about how mm. you have always enjoyed drawing. And yeah. then you started, yeah, then you started doing, like, storyboarding and stuff. And you mentioned that you grew up loving comics. Yes. Do you still love comics? I do love comics. Um, but I'm also about to get married and realize that if I want to have long-term relationships, that the comic books and the video games had to be checked. And I, uh, yeah, I, and I don't know how to check those things. I have an addiction problem. <laughs> so just, I'm an all just, or nothing Just get an I'm app on your phone. Right? Yeah, just get an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> she won't know. Right, exactly. Uh, I still love comics. I just, I'm not actively collecting anymore. But yeah, that was exactly, I, I loved drawing and loved art. And so, yeah, that was my intro into comic books was was through the artist. I and then got trapped into the, you know, not trapped into, but uh, locked into the stories and the characters and all that. And uh, yeah, continued to do it and then found, oh, storyboarding is comic books yeah. for movies. I, I, yes, let's do that. Yeah. And so that's been an, a nice thing along the way and helps me do my job, whatever it is on set, being whether I, you know, as a writer or the director or the, or the actor or whatnot, mm-hmm. by knowing everybody else's job, you're able to do yours better. Yeah. Well, have um, you ever been to the annual pilgrimage for the nerds, the Comic-Con? Yes, I went this year for my first time. Really? Oh, really? I'm there every year. Yeah, <laughs> we, we went this year. First yeah. time. Uh, yeah, I've it? been to, it was, it was awesome outside <laughs> yeah. where I was. <laughs> Oh, you couldn't uh, get in? Well, I went down there. I was doing some uh, some work for, I think I'm allowed to talk about this, uh, for Spike Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had uh, hired me as a host to go down there and talk about some shows and interview some people on the street. And so I was like, yeah, I get to go to Comic-Con, and I'm going to have a press pass, and I'm only working on Thursday. I'm going to stay all weekend. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no. No press pass. Oh, dude. That's <laughs> Didn't find out that today. I know. I was bummed. Oh, and I had other God. friends there. Like, dude, I can get you in, but at the time I was like, ah, it's all good. So I'm I'm easing my way in, so it's not as jarring the first time that yeah. I actually get in. Well, actually, well, yeah, actually, that, that's that's kind of like my my Comic Con story. The first year I went, same thing happened. I was promised a press pass, didn't happen. So I was outside the whole fucking time, just like, cool. Everyone's wearing costumes, free food. Everyone smells. And then the second year. 
Got a press pass. And apparently when you get a press pass, you are yeah. forever grandfathered in. You always get a press pass every year. Yeah. And I've been going four years now. Dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you always start crying too. Oh my God. <laughs> As we know, I'm a crier. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's so interesting too because apparently they allow so many a year and they'll actually revoke occasionally. But they'll let you know like at the end of the – guess the – the convention that yeah you are grand you are grandfathered in for next year, um, but it's so interesting with the PR people there how they don't have their shit together. <laughs> yeah, because this past year we went and did uh, some some freelance coverage and some coverage of our own, and yeah. it, it's it's amazing to see that many PR companies and people and like projects all going on simultaneously and they only care about themselves for yeah, one it is a madhouse so, so and and it's it's so interesting because we were supposed to interview um uh robert downey jr from iron man we still I've got into the pr- into the press room with him <clears throat> but wow. it was like still like you just raise your hand like mr robert downey jr like you know that kind of crap right but we're supposed to be one-on-one and the excuse was we're like yeah we know you're on the list but oh. we'd rather have their families here instead and I was like, but it's coverage, PR. Don't you want right. people knowing what's happening here? No. <laughs> like, okay. Oh. Yeah. No, we would not. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay, Pe- bye-bye. <laughs> people are aware of Robert Downey Jr. at <laughs> yeah. this point. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, that was kind of our ex- – well, our experience was was sort of similar in that we're like, oh, yeah, this could be amazing. But then after – you know, interview after interview after interview. You don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I want to go back you to my could, hotel. It, it was so funny because remember I was I was interviewing uh, H. John Benjamin from yeah. from Archer and everything. And it was the <laughs> end. I, I'm just saying, I watched the interview again the other day. It's so funny because how, well, H. John Benjamin, he's he's exhausted. Mm. You're yeah. exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys, you guys are just like, so, yeah. Just propping each other up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because he was just he hit that moment where he's like, I, "I'm tired, and I don't care what the hell I say." <laughs> so he was what? just he was just saying just whatever and everything, and I was just kind of like, "Uh huh." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and what's great about Thomas here is that he can't grow facial hair yet. Just he. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so your time will come, young yeah. Thomas. Your time will come. Forty years. Um. <laughs> but I, HM was like until I turn thirty. Not until I turn really? thirty could I do this. And this is still all I can grow. Oh wow. really? Hmm. Oh, so that is it. This is me not shaving. Boom, go wow. team. Just, just it's that. actually, There's it's time. actually kind of amazing. And I'm, <laughs> I'm super proud of it. Don't get me wrong. There's times <laughs> when I'm like, oh, I wish I could grow the grizzly and whatnot. But, but so many people are like, dude, you are so lucky. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I remember. Um, <laughs> Uh, H.O. Benjamin told Thomas, how old are you? Like, <laughs> before they started, are you supposed to be here? And he was like, yeah. Like, well, because I like, asked him a question. What middle school are you from exactly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I asked him a question about uh, about when he was with Cross Comedy, with David Cross and everything. And he's like, yeah. yeah. And he kind of paused, like, were you even born then? <laughs> it's like, probably not. In utero, my friend. Yes. Huge oh. in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> but but go back to like just not giving a fuck. Um, <laughs> at at, at, at Comic Con, uh, I remember. No, no, no. Elijah was before. We we were about we were supposed to interview Seth Green. Yeah. And we were like super fucking excited because he's like the Comic Con kid. So like, Damn. oh yeah, because like last year we were supposed to get him, we just couldn't get it. But this year we were like, confirm, we're waiting, we're in the room. He's supposed to come in. An hour goes by, nothing happens. Oh. And then the PR chick comes in she's like oh yeah no he's he's on the bottom floor he did an appearance he's coming right up and we're like okay and like honestly we look at each other we're like let's just go <laughs> so we just you stood up seth green at comic-con <laughs> well, it, it was on a press line it was on a press line and like we, we had somewhere else to go we had to be somewhere else uh, and we're uh, like yeah we're like we could do seth green or we could do kevin Pereira from g4 yeah, uh, and, al- and also get a coffee on the way yeah, over. Yeah, get a coffee. <laughs> we're assholes. We could also get yeah. sustenance. Well, so. well actually, actually we're, we're only assholes whenever we're hungry, so that's... Yeah. <laughs> hey, aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Chipotle. Um, but yeah, no, it, the, I, I, I love Comic-Con. Like, if, if you get to go... What was the show? Spies Comedy on Comedy Central? Uh, oh, I was down there with Spike TV, Comedy Central, Spike, Spike TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah so hopefully... 
go back with with, with a project or to, to talk about other people's projects. I don't care what. Just get me in the door, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was it was pretty incredible just to be down there and outside. And, did did mm. that already air? It was actually, I don't, and that's probably why I shouldn't be talking about it. Uh, it wasn't to air. It was uh, a concept they were kind of pitching oh, okay. to to them to be like, here's what, here's how this might go. And we'd have a host mm-hmm. and we'd be talking and we'd be talking about movies like this and we'd be interviewing people like this. And so it was a little bit of, here's our here's our show idea as well as, here's Brian Kimmett. You guys should get to know him. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm saying that is actually how we just said, like, I uh, probably should be talking about it, but whatever. That gives, <laughs> you, that gives you the same feeling like, oh, that's Los Angeles because when we talked to Andy Bobro. Yeah. yeah, I said that like so many times. Like, oh, I'll give a fuck. We're gonna get canceled anyway. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the whole script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds great. You know, thanks, uh, Andy. So how at the end of the interview? Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a dream. Uh, so how? What was your impression of Comic Con? Just since it was your first time there, was it just overload mm-hmm. or you like Mecca? It was my impression of Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Just awesome. I, mean, I had gone to a bunch of you know would go to comic book conventions as a kid and. Uh, this was just incredible, the sheer size of it, yeah. just from the outside. Yeah. Uh, and how that in just all of San Diego is yeah. 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 Uh And how vast, like you were saying, how varied it is from comic books to movies to television to, to video games. I mean, literally everything that you could be a fan of was represented. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, and how... Uh, and how united that was in a weird sort of like utopian way. We are all one. We are all fans yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm a fan of this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. That's okay, <laughs> and only here because on comment boards we cannot be friends. Yeah. But you can. Yeah, I was. I was the. My fandom kind of reaches height. Uh, whenever I saw the people with, the, with the Jesus signs, they're just like, were you there with like the repent? The end times are coming, where they had like the box at the end of the bridge and stuff. Yeah, it's like it's like you know, like, you know it's, it's it's actually a pitch for a movie. I'm like, yes, end time. <laughs> I still see that. Oh, that's brilliant. Who's right. gonna see the date? Who's this Jesus guy? What are his powers? <laughs> is this game coming out soon? I have to play it. You know? yeah. Right? Is this multiplayer? Tell me this is multiplayer. Oh my god, awesome! <laughs> oh, the Xbox. Oh my god. But um, <laughs> which possible will I be? <laughs> but no, uh, I remember. Um, the first day, because it's like, you know, here's, there's the convention center, and then there's, like, the crossway, and that's where they were standing, like, you know, repent, you're all going to hell. Um, and then the next day, which is, this always happens, because people would just get involved, like, well, let's make fun of it. Well, there's, like, kids all holding signs saying, like, you know, like, you know, long cat is long, and, you know, like, uh, uh, just <laughs> all you know, sorts of memes. Yeah, like, there's all internet memes, like, Zoidberg from Futurama, you know, you should feel bad. And then I remember, <laughs> was this the first year I went to, yeah, first year I went to Comic-Con. Was when some guy got stabbed in the eye. That, that's, no! never, that's, yeah. that's never happened. Like that yeah. confrontations don't happen. And it was because some guy cut someone in line at some like Harry Potter thing, and then no. this forty year old man was like, "Hey, what's up? Mechanical pencil in your face!" Like, like no. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to judge a nerd by his mechanical pencil, yeah. <laughs> right? But um, when nerds attack, it's <laughs> fault. Oh God, I hear the sound. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, but then the, the next day at Comic Con, kids were showing up with like fake glasses with like mechanical pencils, like bloody eyeballs. But guys, oh. someone got stabbed in the face. Oh. <laughs> this isn't like a movie. We were we were there the day after that that woman got run over. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Twilight fan that stepped on the trail. Ugh. Yeah, we. I mean, I had actually gone up to one of the cops and I was like, "Is is everything on super lockdown? Are you guys?" They were like, "They brought in some extra people. This isn't this, but." Yeah, certainly didn't see anybody, and that was just Thursday, so it was just day one. But didn't yeah. see anybody taking taking cop shots at that. Yeah, God, I'm actually to talk about that again. Us being assholes when we're hungry, we would have to wake up like super early in the morning to call radio stations to see what what we're. Oh yeah, we're at Comic Con, blah blah. And yeah. on, uh, we would rarely eat because mm-hmm. we're always going. And I remember one after the day that happened, I was an asshole and said on the radio, "They're like, oh yeah, we heard Hunter that." Someone got hit by a car, a Twilight fan. I was like, yeah, but the Twilight fans, no one cares. And I was like, I just said that. <laughs> uh, and they're like, let's read that again in three, two. <laughs> and so we redid it. I was like, thank God. Because it, 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 was, it was East Coast, so we had to wake up at like five in the morning yeah. to do it. And we're just like tired. Like, oh, I said that. That's not a thing. And I love without without a word of retribution. She was just like, and we're going again. At least I didn't get fired. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
but going off the um, the storyboarding and stuff. Now, yeah. You you were involved with Zach Helm on Stranger Than Fiction. Yes, uh, Zach and I went to college together in Chicago. He, we oh. both uh, were at DePaul at the same time, so we've been friends from way back. And uh, he had been out here as a writer and working and working steadily. And uh, but uh, Stranger Than Fiction was 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 big. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was a small window of time before Mike Forster had signed on as the director. Columbia had picked it up. They hadn't found a director, and he called me up, and he was like, there is a possibility, as outside as it may be, that I might be have a bid to direct it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to come to the table prepared. Could we start storyboarding it? Yeah. And so I came over, and we read the script, and started just started making boards for it. Uh, and, like, two days later, he was like, oh, nope, they got a director, it's all yeah. set. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh, and then next, the next film he did, yeah, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium, he, he did direct, so. God, so, awesome. so, so, you just watch Stranger Than Fiction, like, yeah, I didn't have Will Ferrell doing that, so. <laughs> yeah, right, it was like, it's not how I envision that at all. Pretty <laughs> hack is, but okay. Yeah, an incredible movie. It's, so it's been mm -hmm. awesome to watch. Well, Zach, just... how long have you known Zach? Uh, since I was eighteen. So oh, many, wow. many a year. Did did he do acting stuff as well, or was he more like the writing? He stuff? was he was uh he was he got his degree. His focus was acting at that time, but mm -hmm. he was he was already writing uh my like in, in in my second year the play that i did as our final project was one of his plays mm -hmm. and then I, like the f we did they do a showcase they take the graduating class at the end of the year uh, uh to new york and to chicago and to la and you do a showcase for agents and producers and anybody that's seeking talent uh which is how i ended up in la after right after college um and there was a uh, two people in that were doing a, a scene of his so he was already a very, very uh, uh, talented and busy writer at the time, and came. So coming out of school, he would he would direct at the writing and directing. Yeah, talk about um, you mentioned his, his screenplays and stuff. Talk about the the theater work you've done because you actually you strike me as a someone who would really stand out on stage. Thank you. Is a I think of, there, there is. A, <laughs> It's, 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 that, it's, is there that, a it's, yeah, it's, it's that goatee. It's, it's the goatee, ladies. Yeah. No, but but there is a certain physicality um, that translates very well to stage. Uh, yeah, that is uh, that is like I said, where I began with rabbits and red wings, mm. uh, and it has it. That's that has always been a love, and that's that's uh, yeah, that's really where the love is. Mm -hmm. Both, uh, um, you know, from a, from a sort of artistry sort of situation and we talked about you know process and how the job is to, to figure out your process and that's really where you get that opportunity mm -hmm. in in theater where we're going to work on this eight days a week you know eight hours a day for the next six weeks yeah, yeah. as opposed to i'm going to audition and then you're going to call me two days before we're going to shoot it and i'm going to talk to the director 30 seconds before we're going to turn that camera on sort of stuff here we really get that chance to dig in and i think that's what excited me really about about acting uh was collaboration was getting together with all these people and creating this thing together and then though we do that across the board in entertainment and showbiz uh theater you really get to dig in yeah well yeah because because like i like i mentioned i i worked in a theater for a while and it yeah. was actually it was pretty exciting too because it's a what's called a hemp house uh <laughs> so the the rigging system it was all just sandbags and ropes and pulleys wow uh, so you actually, I mean, you're dealing with, especially when, you know, you've got these lighting battens that come in, you, you're dealing with like 500 plus pound sandbags and everything. So you really have to kind of have a feel for it and know what you're doing. But there is such a difference that that, that performance night energy, yeah. I imagine, is you really feel it. So, cause, I mean, you can walk on set and then be like, okay, well, we're going to shoot this, you know. Mm -hmm. Going to be here for 15 minutes to move on. Mm -hmm. Next thing, next thing. But when it's just like, all right, night of, yeah, curtain's about to open. Let's go. Yeah. And Dang there's a ton of mm -hmm. exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's when the flatulence hits me. My friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that's 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 the other side of it. Is there's there's the artistry, the preparation, then there's that night of and that that real time response of there we are and that 
it's a it's a weird that, that collaboration that happens between the people on stage and then the people out in the audience mm-hmm. and how you're feeding each other back and forth and that that communion that happens to use really big religiousy words but uh yeah there's nothing like it mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing like it from drama to comedy to to know that you've that you're all there hanging on that moment and that none of you are really quite sure what's going to happen next that is super exciting what is your favorite theater role that you've performed um whew, that's tough um the first thing that comes to mind is uh, uh i played barone in love's labor's lost uh shakespeare play at the actors gang with this incredible director simona carrion who had come in from theater de soleil in paris and that was just one of the most incredible just theater experiences that i'd had um and it's it was a it was it's a great play a it was an incredible product incredible production of that play we had an amazing ensemble that just we had all been working together for so long at the actors gang and then here was this director that was able to bring us all together in this way and on this one <clears throat> on this one ship and this one journey uh and barone me and barone has a lot to say he's the has the second most words in the canon next to iago mm-hmm. so it was a big undertaking and it was one of uh it was also one of like the first lead roles I had had in theater, uh, and certainly professionally or outside of school. Um, and God, it was it was awesome. It was, it was life changing, and that's and certainly any experience could be that way. But I find that in theater is like you are you are changed. Each one changes you a little bit. Yeah. Now, and that's what, awesome. Are there any any theater things going on and? Like L.A. or something that you've kind of you've been to and like, wow, people should check that out. Oof. Um, well, you know, I was doing the morning after for the last year and a half. I was I was working Sunday through Thursday nights. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I only have Friday and Saturday nights to try and maintain my relationship. Uh, so have not seen a whole heck of a lot of theater uh, to to be able to talk about. Um, uh, but actually, Zach uh, and uh, a number of people that we graduated with and a number of friends of ours and other collaborators from L.A. started uh, a theater company, Teatro De Facto, uh, in L.A., and this burgeoning theater company that uh, we're trying to get off the ground and developing our own work, and it's highly physical, uh, and uh, we like to think highly intelligent, but you know what I mean? It's both it's both uh, smart of body and mind, and... Um, I'm excited by what they're doing. I had to step away from it for a while because of the morning after, and they're continuing to grow a show. And uh, uh, I other theater companies that I really dig, not from from L.A. necessarily, and it's sad that I can't bring up an L.A. theater company that I really love. I love the actors gang and still do. I haven't been working with them for a little bit, but they've done some really incredible work in town. Um, uh, City Company that is out of New York. This is Ann Bogart's company, uh, and they're based out of Saratoga, New York, and they do extremely physical rigorous theater and i think i've always responded to to physical um and i think that's just because it's it's full body commitment it's yes it's not just written on my face my entire body is involved in this moment in in this uh this situation um so city company is anytime they're back around try and check out what they're doing well we're approaching the the end of our time so just have Uh one last question Uh, yes rest of development is is resurfacing uh, mm-hmm. To to our joy, uh, my life will be getting yes. <laughs> right. Welcome back to the life. Yeah. Um, oh, Michael, Sarah's awkwardness. It's gonna. <laughs> you said so much time to perfect it. Just <laughs> right. bring back the mustache. Yeah. Uh, but Henry Henry Winkler. Yeah. How was that working with Henry Winkler? Henry Winkler was awesome. Mm-hmm. was an incredible guy and so generous and so down to earth and he was the one that like brought the camera to set to take pictures with people you know you something you want to do when you get to work, when you're working on a yeah. set and like oh, can i get a picture with you this is really means a lot to get to work with you and he was the guy that was like brian come over here let's get a picture it was like yes okay yeah <laughs> and so so I got his email out that I was like, Well you email him? He was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I emailed him and so every now and again when I've got something to talk about, I'll drop him an email. And so when I was doing a show or whatnot. And he is amazing and lovely. He hasn't been to any of the shows, but he'll always hit me back, like, Oh, proud of you, you know what I mean? He's just such a great down to earth guy. Um That's and as we all now know, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Just effortlessly, incredibly 
hilarious. Mm. And it's just surgical in that sort of, that always hits it right on the nose and just nails it so perfectly. So, yeah, I was working on uh, Crossing Jordan with him. Uh, and, you know, my character's killing people yeah. and a scene mom dies it's all and he could he could honor that so you could honor the drama of it and effortlessly drop in the levity without you know what i mean hamming it up or, or pushing the scene out into something that it wasn't supposed to be yeah so i was just blown away by him and just soaked him up for everything he was worth and yeah would you just yeah. based off of his based on his kind of filmography of his yeah work, you can kind of get he just seems not to take himself too seriously. Like so many people, it's like, oh. I had this huge role when I was, you know, first starting out when I was young. It's yeah. like now I, I, you know, I, I, I can't dirty my hands with, you know, some sort of right. comedic role or something. But it right. seems like he's just, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Sure. Seems yeah, fun. Yeah. 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 Let's, yeah, let's go try that out. Let's try this. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it would be a great day to be able to get to a point in your career where you're just like, sure. What the hell? Yeah. I got okay. those going. I got bags of cash in the back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My, my career is stable as all hell, so yeah. we ain't taking it up with anything. <laughs> yeah. Have you been watching him on Children's Hospital? Yes, no. yes. Oh, I haven't. Oh, you got to watch Children's Hospital. You don't watch Hospital. Children's Hospital? Huh? No, that's, that's uh, is it Cartoon Network or Comedy Central? Uh, Adult Swim. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's Rob Corddry, Meg Mullally, mm-hmm. uh, Henry Winkler, a bunch of other comedians that you know, but you don't know their names, but yeah. they're just ridiculous. They're Love so funny. Ken Marino on it, too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's awesome. Because yeah, we, actually, we, we ran into him at Comic-Con. Uh, not this past one, the one before. Mm-hmm. Coolest guy. He's just at a bar, just, like, drinking. Hey, what's up? Just talking to people. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about you. you know. Rubs up. Of that awesomeness off on me, please. I don't care what you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do a body shot. You know, I'll yeah. get awesome on me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do you have any things uh, you, we want to plug? Any exciting stuff that you can talk about that's coming up? <sighs> I wish I could. I wish I could. <laughs> well, actually, well, actually, can can I? You, you could totally remain silent, but can I guess? Is it with stars? Um, no, I'm going to continue. I'm continuing working with stars okay. and they, we, have, we have talked about, uh, expanding my involvement with them. And I hope that that continue. We can, we can do that expansion. Um, so yeah, you can always see me on stars telling you what great hits are available on stars on demand. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. Uh, I got a couple, uh, uh, the voiceover stuff has been going good. So there's a couple of video games I'm involved with, which are, uh, which I'm super excited about, but those I definitely have signed things that I'm not allowed yeah. to talk about them, but they are franchise games that are going to, that are going to be kind of badass, not because of me, because they're badass games that I get to be a part of, but, yeah, yeah. um, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, look out. I'm getting married in a couple weeks. So that's kind of, that's kind of the focus, the big production I'm working on right now. So, yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. Where, where actually, we, we live in like one of the top married or one of the top wedding places. Charleston. Sweet. Yeah, we live, we live in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. And so actually, weddings all the yeah, time. Yeah. So have have you been through the process, or have you been dragged through the process of like of creating? Okay, we're going to be here. It's going to be this color. It's going to be this. Because well, he his he also works at a, at Charleston Magazine. Which also uh-huh. creates Charleston Wedding Magazine, <laughs> where it's about <laughs> weddings twenty, yeah. you know, twenty four seven. I hear hell stories, uh-huh. sir. I I wish I could give you some. It has it, and we keep saying this. It's been awesome, and so it, people keep saying, "Are you nervous?" Yeah, and I'm only nervous that I should be nervous, and I'm not mm-hmm. because well, it's great. We've been floating right through it, and we've been and we've been engaged for almost a year and a half, and we knew it was going to be a long engagement, and gave ourselves plenty of time and it's uh without getting all mushy on you like the process has made me know yes i've absolutely chosen the right one we're meant for each other because we're both just on the same page like do we care about this no don't really care about that okay good you care about this yes i care about that and i want this okay awesome i'm glad you care about that i could give two shit so i'm glad you do you know what i mean and it's just been a great back and forth and now we're uh we got a countdown going and we're 17 days out (sighs) Uh, it's awesome and we've been really really lucky that we've been able to pull in uh a ton of our friends because this friend is an incredible DJ and so he's going to do this and my uh, my other friend that I went to college with just finished seminary school and so he's going to marry us because he is an actual priest not by the power invested in the internet but by God the <laughs> <laughs> real deal I have the power um, well, I was going to say if you don't want to get nervous you should just have Clint Eastwood do it and it'll just be a white it, take. yeah it's now five minutes 
McCollum. Maybe he will. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were at a wedding this weekend. We taught, and it was seven minute long ceremony. Wow. What? Seven minutes long. Yeah. Oh my God. They said I do. They started walking back down the aisle, and everyone, literally everyone in the in the the congregation, like looked around at each other, like. That's it. That was oh oh okay all right let's go eat. <laughs> it was huh. awesome. Oh, do you do you yeah yeah all right great totally. Yeah. So <laughs> oh where are y'all getting married? Is it local? Uh, we're getting married here in L.A. down uh, down by the water and be surrounded by boats and water and sky and then cool. go into a big old tent and eat and drink and dance our faces off. Cool. cool man. Well congrats yeah, and you sound very lucky. So. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, well, well thank you. Uh, real quick, what's your Twitter handle? Twitter handle is at Brian Kimmet, B-R-I-A-N-K-I-M-M-E-T, just one T, um, is my Twitter handle. And please uh, jump on there if you want to be some of the first to know when I can talk about those new things, um, as well as on my Facebook, which is at Brian Kimmet Actor. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned my website, which is www.briankimmet.com. So please, yeah, check it out. I will be... Uh, uh, releasing information there first, but then I will come back to Ralph Waffle, and we big <laughs> yeah. well, of course, <laughs> we got the scoop, fellas. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. It's a, Thank you. It's, a, it's, a yeah, it's been awesome. I really appreciate it. Well, Absolutely. have a good day. It is three hour difference, so enjoy the rest of your day, sir. So, and to yeah. you guys, Thank go, you. Go, go, go chop up some puppies. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Right. No, I'm gonna do it. That was a call. Fuck, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, bye. Thanks. Take care. I appreciate it.